Welcome to the Faith-Led Business Podcast, a home for entrepreneurs who want to take their God-given gifts and use them to strategically create a legacy of success for themselves and the people that they serve. My name is Monica Perez Burnett. I am your host, mom of eight with two sets of twins. I am a visibility coach, lover of all things tech, and I aim for you to live a life of faith over fear. Good morning, good morning to day 287 of the Faith-Led Business Podcast. My name is Monica Perez-Burnett. We are coming to you live today from North Carolina, from close to Raleigh. I am in Apex, North Carolina, a beautiful little town we moved to from uh, the Bay Area in California. Completely different life um, that we are living now, and we are just so grateful and thankful to be with you here this morning. I see many of you are saying, um, Beverly saying, love the text alert. I am so happy because that was the whole point of it. Um, if you didn't know, I have a phone number now where I am able to chat with you guys. I can chat with you individually. And if you respond to anything that I say, no one else gets to see it. It's actually a conversation between the two of us. It's not a group chat where everybody sees what everybody is talking about. So that's super, super fun. Uh, if you want to be part of that, all you need to do, go ahead and text uh, 408-539-9611 and you will immediately be in with the in crowd. <laughs> so here we go. <clears throat> Today we're gonna be talking about disappointments what God thinks about it, how we should think about them as faith-led entrepreneurs, and what the next steps are for us. Because the truth is, we're all going to experience them. We may be experiencing them now, and what we can actually do about them. So here we go. We're going to take a look at Genesis 41:41, And this is what it says. Pharaoh said to Joseph, I hereby put you in charge of the whole land of Egypt. Joseph was a man in the Bible whose life story has so much to teach us. I don't know if you know the story or not, but being thrown in a pit by his brothers, sold into slavery and wrongfully imprisoned, would make anyone feel pushed to the edge, don't you think? Um, <clears throat> I would think that we would say, you know what, enough is enough. Enough is enough. Uh, we would be thrown into a place of bitterness and resentment. I don't know if any of you have ever experienced bitterness and resentment, but I know that, for example, after, um, after my divorce, and I had no friends. All of my girlfriends that I had um, basically kind of separated from me. And it was a time where I was very bitter and I was very resentful because I was like, these are women that I have spent my whole life with, basically. And, um, and now, you know, it's done. How is that even possible? I don't know if you guys have ever felt something like that, but you start to resent it because you put so much into relationships and, um, and it just doesn't feel good. And so that starts to build up. 
And it's very easy for those things to happen. And then all of a sudden, you're carrying it with you. Maybe they aren't, but you are. And we know that that is an obstacle for us to be able to show up as our best selves in the world. So it says here, but with a lesson in God's redemption and the beauty that can come out of initial disappointments, Joseph was able to come out ahead, right? Monica uh, says, that's when you see people's true colors. It's true. It's true. And sometimes it's even, they're not even seeing clearly. It could be the enemy also deceiving them. You just don't know where other people are. Who knows? Maybe my friends back then thought I was betraying them. You know, but it's not until you get into, um, you know, a few years down the road and look back that you're able to kind of analyze and look at things. But in the moment that you're feeling that disappointment, it just, it's like this heavy weight on your shoulders. So I wanna talk today about how do we get out of that? Because I know, I'll give you a, a very clear life example. We were talking about yesterday how, <clears throat> excuse me, vulnerability is so important. And I haven't shared with you guys much. But you guys know I posted a video of my 10-year-old Caleb um, doing a prayer. And everybody was like, oh, such a precious boy. Such that's so He's so wise. He is wise. It's so funny. He's very wise when it comes to prayer and the things of God. He reads the Bible on his own. He's, very, um, he's a very smart kid. But last night, talk about disappointment. I've... I, I get up because one of the other kids got up. It's 12.30, like past midnight. And I find his door locked. And guess what? I go in there and he's playing video games. <laughs> he's playing video games. Um, disappointment. Disappointment and annoyance, right? Because we all need our sleep. He needs his sleep. He's 10. And it's just about obedience. And so... There are so many, so going from one is not trusting women anymore because you feel like they all left you, that's like a major one, to something as small as your child really isn't paying attention to what you're telling them to do. We all have varying levels of disappointments, different things that are happening in our lives that, um, that God wants us to see him there. So it says, any dreams or gold Joseph might have had were undoubtedly shattered throughout his treacherous journey. He had plans. He had goals. He had dreams. But hello, he's thrown into a pit by his brothers. Then all of a sudden, he's thrown into slavery. That's a huge deviation from his own plans. Yet... Here is the key, my friends. Here is the key. And this is the key to being a believer. Yet Joseph did not lose hope. See, if we eliminate the word hope from being a possibility as a believer, from being a possibility as, or ha having it be a possibility as a faith-led entrepreneur, if you eliminate hope, 
you eliminate everything. You eliminate faith. And so we need to learn how to harness our hope, how to attract hope into these disappointing circumstances. In God's timing and according to God's plan, Pharaoh met Joseph and placed him in charge of the whole land of Egypt. See, in, uh, in the middle of our disappointments, I think sometimes we forget that God is still working behind the scenes, that his timing is impeccable, and that there are certain things that need to happen as wake-up calls. When Jared got up to go to the bathroom <laughs> last night, and I was still awake because of, you know, Caleb and his whole video game thing, we had a quick conversation and it was like, maybe we haven't done the best job at setting boundaries so that he knows for a fact that this should never be an option. What is it that we need to do differently? Because I could easily sit there and cry about myself being a bad mom. And how could I let these things happen? I'm either disappointed in myself or I'm disappointed in someone else. But if that's the only place that we can look is within the disappointment, we forget everything that's happening outside of the disappointment. And outside of the disappointment is the redemption of God, is the healing process of God, is the restoration process of God, is the timing of God. See, maybe if this didn't happen, we wouldn't have known that he's doing that. And then we wouldn't have been able to now intervene. And it could have turned into something more. So if, I, if we are only willing to look straight in front of us at the circumstance, we completely forget that what, what God has on the other side of our disappointment could be something as big as leading a whole nation, just like Pharaoh put into Joseph's hands. A miraculous turnaround that's just like God, just like what he would do in our lives. It's kind of like, oh my gosh, it's just like God to have me go through all of this or to permit me to go through all of this and then all of a sudden, boom. I would have never imagined that I'm here. But the only reason why I was able to get to the other side of disappointment is because I never lost hope. Hope is your key word today. It really is. As you move forward like Joseph, decide ahead of time that you will not allow disappointments to derail your journey of faith. See, this is something intentional. When I talk to entrepreneurs about social media and about what they post, I'm always talking about being intentional. Because while winging it sometimes works, but being intentional shows that you have taken care to make sure that what you are putting out there on the interwebs is something that is of value 
to the people you are called to serve. So when I wake up in the morning with the intention of what do they need to hear today? Today, it's hope. Okay, let's talk about hope. Let's be intentional about about hope. Let me assume that something is going to be happening that is going to want to derail my hope at some point, if not in this very moment. And how can I intentionally make sure that hope is what stands out instead of the disappointment? I truly believe it's only by spending more time with him or slash and people who will infuse hope into you in those circumstances instead of join your pity party or even give you ideas that are going to take you even farther away from hope. And so it's super important for us to protect. Just like we are the enforcers of our faith, we are called to protect our hope. Because if we lose hope, my friends, we lose everything. It says, even if things haven't turned out as you had hoped and prayed, know God loves you and his good plans for you are still unfolding. God's appointments await you on the other side of your disappointment. Can you show me a raise of hands? Are you or have you been recently disappointed? I'm raising mine. I mean, just a few hours ago, I was extremely disappointed. So how can I take myself from being in a state of sadness, in a state of confusion, in a state of despair, and move it into a powerful state? Because once again, that is what we are. That is who we are. Right? I see lots of people raising their hands. Disappointment can be a huge thing. And so it's calling us to remember the authority we have over our circumstances, over the things that happen to us, over the things that people do to us. See, they cannot penetrate our minds or our hearts unless we let them. Our disappointments, get this straight, our disappointments are 100% on us. It has nothing to do with anyone else or anything else. When I heard that saying that we are 100% responsible for where we are in life right now, to me that was like a slap in the face because I'm like, oh my gosh. First of all, I was offended because I'm like, wait a minute, but these people did this to me. I have nothing to do with it. I'm an innocent victim in this moment, in this circumstance. And look at all the things that I've lost because of it. Being an innocent victim. 
of all these things. But the truth is, the only option that leaves me is to point fingers at everything and everyone else. And if I am waiting for them to change or the circumstances to change before and have hope, before I can live a life of joy, not of happiness, happiness comes and goes, but joy is a fruit of the spirit. Joy is steadfast and long-standing. And so, if I say right now I'm disappointed and all I can talk about today is Caleb being on video games at 1230 at night, I've basically just dug myself into a hole of being in a state that God has not created us to be, but the enemy is enjoying quite nicely. Yet if I can say, all right, if I'm 100% responsible for how I feel right now, let me take those thoughts captive and make them bow down to the authority of Christ in the truth of his word, which tells me he is for me, he is not against me, which tells me he will never forsake me, which means I'm not alone in this, which tells me I am loved, I am worthy, and I don't suck as being a mom because he says that he did not create us to be carrying guilt, shame, or condemnation. But he is charging us with the ownership of taking the next step in the right direction. So what for me is the next step in the right direction? Having a conversation with Jared and seeing what the consequences are and seeing what extra boundaries we need to place for our children when it comes to electronics. Let's go deeper. Let's say we're talking about way back many, many years ago when I didn't have one friend, not one. Can you imagine being completely alone? Zero. Zero friends. In one of the most difficult moments in life where your children are also having to go through a difficult, difficult situation and then you are as well. See, if I knew back then that I was 100% responsible for how I was feeling, I would say, I'm not going to let this make me lose my hope. I would say, who do I need to talk to to see if what I'm feeling is true or not? Who do I need to get around? What do I need to listen to? What do I need to read? I would say, what does God say about friendships? What does God say about relationships? What does God say about forgiveness? Because according to his word, he says, if you are not able to forgive, guess what? You don't get to enter the kingdom. And so relationships are very important. 
And that is why addressing disappointments is extremely important because that's usually where our relationships are severed. And I know lots of people in business, especially those who are in direct sales, network marketing, where you depend on other people to kind of make things happen, right? While you can do some things on your own, if you're wanting to grow, you're depending on other people. And then all of a sudden, those people that you were all in one moment saying, hurrah, hurrah, let's go. And then they decide not to continue or they move to another company or they do something else. All of a sudden, it's this huge disappointment. And all of a sudden, what starts coming out of your mouth and what you hear in the groups behind the scenes when first they were singing people's praises, now they are condemning them for being the most awful people in the world. Years ago, this happened because my upline left to a different company. And she is one of the most wonderful people that I know. Solid, faithful, and when she left to another company, everybody on our team page was going after her like she was some vicious, horrible person. And I, I just couldn't. I had to step in there and say something. I had to. I had to defend her because I knew her well. I said, this is not okay. I said, since when do you own people in business? If my husband got a promotion to go to a different company, everybody would be applauding him. But someone decides that something is not for them anymore and they want to try something else and all of a sudden you're the worst person in the world? How does that even make sense? And so I stood up for her. I called them out because these were the leaders. And guess what? I got a message the next day from the leader of the group saying you're no longer welcome in our group. Sometimes taking charge of those disappointments may leave you standing alone. Because the world would have you join in on the defamation of a person's reputation. But because you choose to stand up for the truth, which is taking 100% responsibility of who you are, because you are then in integrity with what you say you believe, sometimes it will leave you standing alone. Yet, that is alone with other human beings. But in God's eyes, you are standing strong and tall. You are standing firm. And your reward is coming for your faithfulness. And so I am just so excited that we now have a little bit more awareness when it comes to disappointments. When it comes to disappointments and what happens when we are able to take control of them. 
what happens when we are able to, instead of run from it or run down into the hole with it, to call it out for what it is. And I promise you, your disappointment will be so much more short-lived or it will be completely eliminated because of the questions you're willing to ask yourself in the moment. Is what I'm feeling true? Is what they're saying about me true? Is what I'm saying about myself right now true? Is it true that my business is a failure? Or is it that I haven't tried certain things or I haven't given it enough time to grow or I haven't been consistent? Where is the truth? Because it's really easy for all of us to throw out blanket statements on things. Yet we don't, we don't give ourselves the opportunity to see the truth in it. And we just accept it as reality when it's not. Are you choosing to be in a suffering state or a powerful state? The disappointment is your suffering state. And just like I tell Caleb, Caleb, let's find the lie here. Let's find the lie because the truth is in every disappointment and everything that happens to you that seems to take you down, there is a lie. You will always find a lie. And so if you can be one of those lie hunters, <laughs> right? You see all those shows with different types of hunters going out to find different things. Well, you can be a lie hunter. And as you search for the lie, you will find your truth. And the truth is you can stand on your truth. And the other truth is the truth will bring you joy. And so in the middle of that pain, you are able to find the joy. There's no way. Truth will always bring you joy. It will always bring you peace. And when you're able to see it for what it is, just like Joseph did, he didn't hold on to that resentment against his brothers. He could have. He could have thrown them in jail. He could have had them put to death if he wanted to. They tried to kill him. Yet God knew Joseph's plan. He knew what he needed to do. In the same way, he knows your plan and he knows what you need to do. And maybe the time you're spending in disappointment is time away from the plan that God has specifically for you. And so today we are going to ask him to reveal if you are spending more time in disappointment than in action or putting into action his plan in your business and in your life. We're going to ask him to show us, although it may hurt a little bit. Sometimes we don't like to see where we're, where we're sitting. And it's easier, like we were talking yesterday with masks and stuff, to just hide our emotions. But it's better to confront them. And it's better if they're not behaving and they're taking us down the wrong path 
to grab them by the neck and drag them into the truth of Christ. We, as his children, we have the mind of Christ. We need to adopt it and use it and see things for what they are. So today, if you are holding on to a disappointment, today, if you're just feeling some kind of way where you just, all you can do is sigh because it's just so frustrating. I want you to remember that you're not alone. There were so many hands that went up right now when I asked who's been recently in disappointment or currently feeling disappointment. And our calling as faith-led entrepreneurs is to not lose hope, is to stand firm in our hope, is to stand firm in our promise that he has given us to create light where there is darkness. And if we are faithful and obedient there, trust me, we open the window for him to come in and create and give you the platform that he always wanted you to have. These distractions are just distractions. Let's ask him to keep us focused. Because just like Joseph all of a sudden is, is in charge of all of Egypt, he is calling you to be in charge of the area that he has for you. But we have to go through the process. We have to show him how committed we are to what he says he is faithful in this journey with us. Are you guys willing to do that today? Are you willing to see your disappointment? Look it in the eye and say, I'm not going to let you keep me in a suffering state. I'm going to find the truth. And I'm going to turn this disappointment and transform it into a lesson, into my next best move in my business, or in my life. And I am going to give God the glory in the whole process. I am going to spend my disappointment time. Instead of crying, I'm going to spend my disappointment time worshiping. In fact, not just worshiping, because there's a difference between worship and praise. Worshiping is just saying, God, you are amazing. God, you are the creator of the universe. There is no one like you. But praising is thanking God for something he has done for you. And so if you can take that disappointment and you can start praising, even if you don't see it yet, but you start praising him, Lord, I thank you that you have taken this brokenheartedness, that you have taken this pain, that you have taken this open wound and you have healed me completely. Lord, I just praise you because you have shown up. I just praise you because as I expect, you 
also expect and you continue to show up. And Lord, I am just so thankful because you have kept your promise to me. You have made me whole. You have made me complete. I don't need anyone else's approval. I don't need things to work out the way I think they need to work out. I am just thankful that you are a God that will not leave me, that you will let me soar on your wings in the middle of this crazy. And I will get to see from a bird's eye view your big plan. I am not willing to stay on the ground anymore so that people can trample all over me. I am now willing to fly with you to a place that no one else has seen before. I am ready to move to higher ground. I am ready to be exalted in a higher place with higher authority over my emotions and over my mindset. And I am, I am just so thankful, Lord, that you are doing this right now in me and that I am no longer sad. I am no longer crying. I am no longer in tears. I am no longer resentful. I am no longer bitter because of what's happened to me or what people have done to me. All I can see, Lord, is what you have for me. And I know that it's so much bigger than what any of these other people or things could have for me. Therefore, I am praising you, Lord, because you are a good father. And because you show me your love every step of the way. Just my mindset has been changed right now. I have been being a place of, oh, woe is me, to a yay, Lord, you are amazing. And I cannot believe that you have taken me from tears to joy, from sadness to happiness, to a place where now it's contagious what I have. What has me is no longer dragging me down, but now I am dancing. Now I am ready to just boot boogie. I am ready to just show the world that they have access to change that sadness, that disappointment into lightning into fire in this moment with the snap of my hands i am just like i am full my cup is overflowing i have more love than i could possibly ever want therefore i don't even need to keep it and hoard it all to myself or have other people pouring into me to feel value i don't need that anymore now all i need is to go out and give the extra that i have my friends, you are the head and not the tail. You are not living in lack right now. There is no lack in any part of you. You are complete. Therefore, today, even though you had your moment of disappointment, it has been turned into a moment of praise. Praise of a God who is worthy of praise. Praise of a God who is intimate. And now your disappointment has turned into a testimony of how quickly your day can turn around when you have your focus set on the right thing. It's over. I'm not upset anymore. He's healed that pain. He's healed that guilt that I was feeling around one o'clock this morning of maybe not being the best mom. He's showing me that there's more to the story. There's more to the story because now I get to see the big picture with him. And your problem is never the problem. Your problem 
is what you think about the problem and what you say about the problem. Change your story to change the outcome. That's what we just did right now. The story has been changed. He came to make your story his story. You have just made history using his story instead of yours. Congratulations. Congratulations. You have just recreated your day in a few minutes. Do you see how amazing he is? Do you see how amazing we having authority over our emotions and our thoughts? How easily we can remove the enemy from taking control of these situations that want to take control of us. It's time to claim who we are. It's time to claim who we are. You are ready. Now nothing can stop you today. And if you want to go back to that mindset and thinking about those things, do the process all over again. Go into your moment of praise. Praise that it is done. Praise that you don't have to strive anymore. Praise that all you have to do is believe and have hope in him and he will take care of the rest. You just be obedient in your assignment and he will take care of the rest. So let's go ahead and let's pray and just ask him to help us do this thing over and over and over again. Father God, you know our hearts. And we are so thankful that we can be honest with you with how we are feeling in the moment. And you can take that brutal, honest truth of what we're thinking and what we're feeling, and you can turn it into a nonstop smile. You can turn it into a hope because you are the hope of glory. You can give us something to look forward to. You can give us something to be expectant of. And today you have given us the ability to turn what was meant for evil into something good. Your word says that we have that ability. And so, Lord, we ask you that you help us in our disappointments. Make this a practice. Make this our lifestyle. Make this our go-to move. When the enemy wants to keep us stuck in our disappointments of ourselves and of others as well. You keep telling us over and over again, the word authority keeps coming up. Through Jesus, you have given us authority over all of these things. We don't have it because we don't believe it. We don't exercise it. We don't implement it. Lord, we are asking for divine implementation in our lives so that this is our way of life. This is our new lifestyle. We see it coming. We prepare for it. And when it hits, we turn that disappointment into praise. 
And so, Lord, today we are here for it. We are thankful. We are ready to go out and execute. Now that our distractions have been set to the side, now we see a clear path in front of us, and now we can move forward in the race that you have called us to run. And for that, we are thankful. So we praise your name, and we are ready for this day. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, guys. Well, thank you for hanging out with me. This has been amazing. See how easy it is to let him move and to let him transform something in our lives that we feel we don't have the ability to transform. It's amazing to watch him at work. And so today I applaud you for going through the process with me. I applaud you for taking and turning it into joy, the joy that you deserve, the joy that is there for you to claim, the joy that isn't random, but is part of your inheritance as a daughter and son of Christ. So here we go. It's a new day. It's also Techie Tuesday. So I will be back later with some fun techie stuff that perhaps you have not seen before. And we are just gonna move forward in our day. Just so excited, so excited, expecting what's to come next. So thanks for hanging out with me. If you want to be part of our little chats and our notifications, this is a one-on-one -on -one communication between me and you. It's not a group chat. But if you want to have notifications, like I sent out one for this live this morning, I'll be popping in with prayers, with um, different things that I feel Holy Spirit is guiding me to share with you guys. Little tips, little tricks, um, maybe some new finds that are pretty cool that I've found online for you guys. And I will just be sharing with those in my offline community via text. So if you want to be part of that, the number is 408 539 9611. Don't worry, I won't be texting you all day long. <laughs> I know you have things to do, but I do want to keep in touch with you because I feel it's important as we walk through this journey together to be solid, to know that you have someone who's on your side rooting for you. So feel free to text me as well. All right. Okay, guys. Thanks for having another amazing morning, another amazing podcast episode. Faith-led entrepreneurs, you are ready, and this is going to be an amazing day. So I will be talking to you guys later this afternoon. Love you all. Take care. Bye.